Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now... The greatest radio shows of all time. Suspense. The Shadow Node. Washington calling David Harding, counter-spy. Classic radio theater. The Great Gildersleeve. Fibber McGee and Molly. Dragnet. Gunsmoke. The Lone Ranger. Now step back into a time machine with your host, Wyatt Cox. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. Well, another hour of comedy, as we'll hear from Stan Freeberg, Jack Benny, and Lum and Abner. And we thank you for tuning in on this TGI Friday. This is the 6th day of October, 279th day of the year, 86 days remaining until we get to 2024. William Penn brought 13 German immigrant families to the colony of Pennsylvania on this date in 1683, marking the first German people to immigrate to America. The Naval War College of the Navy was founded on this date in 1884 in Newport, Rhode Island. Thomas Edison showed his first motion picture on this date in 1889. Opening on this date in 1927, The Jazz Singer. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. Wait a minute, I tell you. You ain't heard nothing. You want to hear Toot Toot Tootsie? All right. Hold on. Hold on. No, listen. Play Toot Toot Tootsie. Three choruses, you understand? And the third chorus, I whistle. Now give it to them hard and heavy. Go right ahead. Toot Toot Tootsie. Goodbye. Toot Toot Tootsie. Don't cry. The little Choo Choo Train. That takes me away from you. You don't know just how sad it makes me. Kiss me pretty and then, ow, ow, do it over again. Watch for the mail. I'll never fail. If you don't get a letter, then you know I'm in jail. Hey, hey, don't cry, Tootsie, don't cry. Kiss me, Tootsie, goodbye. The first prominent talking movie, The Jazz Singer. Opening on this date in 1927, starring, of course, as you heard there, Al Jolson. Now, the motion picture was not entirely talking. Uh, it was still uh, just segments of it. Uh, later on, there would be uh, pictures not long after this, which were fully uh, 
audio, not just silent pictures. Now, in 1966, LSD declared illegal in the United States. In 1973, 80,000 Egyptian troops crossed the Suez Canal, destroying the fortified Israeli Bar Lev line and started the Yom Kippur War. In 1979, Pope John Paul II became the first pontiff to visit the White House. And it was on this date in 1981, the president of Egypt, Anwar Sadat, was assassinated. Everyone was watching the parade. It was going along beautifully. President Sadat seemed in an upbeat mood when suddenly shots were fired by what appeared to me to be young soldiers from from, uh, an anti-tank unit that was mobile and was passing his reviewing stand. Uh, It took a few seconds for those of us around the area to realize that this was not part of the display, it was for real, and the shots were being aimed directly at President Sadat, Vice President Mubarak next to him, and Defense Minister Abu Ghazala on the other side. Reporter Doreen Kays, Sadat killed by fundamentalist army officers, he was 62. In 2000, on this date, Yugoslav President Slobodan Milosevic resigned. In 2007, Jason Lewis completed the first human-powered circumnavigation of the Earth. Instagram, founded on this date by Kevin Systrom and Mike Krieger in 2010. And in 2018, the Senate confirmed Brett Kavanaugh as a Supreme Court Associate Justice, ending a contentious confirmation process. Passing away on this date in history, Alfred Lord Tennyson, the poet, Catholic Archbishop Terence Cardinal Cook, band leader Nelson Riddle, Betty Davis, comedian Ralphie May, uh, The Walking Dead Scott Wilson, also uh, a drummer of the rock band Cream, Ginger Baker, a very funny comedian who was nothing off stage like he was on. Uh, Rip Taylor, a crazy, crazy man on stage, and off stage a very soft-spoken, sweet gentleman. Soft-spoken, sweet gentleman. Rip Taylor passing away on this date in history, and a couple of solid musicians, Eddie Van Halen and Johnny Nash. I can see clearly now. Also passing away on this date back in 1999, we miss him, Gorilla Monsoon obvious to everyone that some of the superstars here in the World Wrestling Federation are completely out of control, especially you, Brett the Hitman Hart. Well, if you think for one moment that you're going to be allowed to run rampant here in the World Wrestling Federation, well, you can just guess again, because the wheels have been set in motion already by me and my executive committee, who are formulating a list of names, and this Monday night on Raw, a commissioner will be named to rectify the situation. From 1997, when he was a figurehead in the World Wrestling Federation, a Gorilla Monsoon passing away on this date in history just a couple of years later, back on this date in 1999. Born on this date in history, Swedish soprano Jenny Lind, the inventor and radio pioneer Reginald Fessend, also actress Janet Gaynor, actress Carol Lombard, uh, Thor Heyerdahl, the Norwegian explorer, uh, Bruno Sammartino, who was a, a record holder, I think he still holds the record for the longest title reign in uh Uh, what was the Worldwide Wrestling Federation became the WWE. Bruno Sammartino 
born on this date in history. He passed away in 2018 at the age of 82 and still in remarkable physical condition. And uh, born on this date in 1946, Millie Small. 7 million copies of that song sold over the years. My boy Lollipop, Millie Small, is uh, born, was born on this date in history. Uh, she passed away back in 2020 at the age of 73. By the way, I checked the numbers. Uh, Bruno Sammartino was champion of the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, uh, which became the World Wrestling Federation, for 11 years, over two title reigns. One reign lasted 2,803 days, and that is a uh, record that will probably never be passed. Uh, 81 years old today, the Swedish actress Britt Eklund, also turning uh, 69 today, and from Karate Kid, Cocktail, and CSI, Elizabeth Shue, 69 today. Uh, the Pink Ranger, the first Pink Ranger uh, in the Go-Go uh, uh, Power Rangers. And uh, she was in Felicity. Amy Jo Johnson, 53. And from Six Feet Under and Law and Order, Jeremy Sisto is 49. Those just a few of the people who celebrate the sixth day of October is their birthday. If this happens to be your birthday. Hi, we're the four freshmen, and we just want to say... Happy birthday to you. And we'll start off this hour of Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox, an episode of the Stan Freeberg Show from 66 years ago, October 6, 1957. But first, these messages. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you visit our webpage at classicradio.stream, you're going to see a whole bunch of links to things that are uh, related to uh, Amazon buys and things that we have. And if you shop from those, it helps us in uh, paying some of the bills. And if you could do that and click on those, it would be greatly appreciated. That's at classicradio.stream. You'll see an internet radio there. You'll see a number of... Uh, uh, books and movies and stuff. Uh, so check them out. 
ClassicRadio.stream, ClassicRadio.stream. Now, let me roll on here with the Stan Freeberg Show. This is episode number 13, as it was broadcast Sunday, October 6, 1957. This is the 13th show of a series of a brand new radio series. From Hollywood, we present the Stan Freeberg Show. With the music of Billy Mayer. Plus the songs of Peggy Taylor with Doris Butler, June Parade, Peter Leach, and the Judd Conlon Rhythm Airs. You may not find us on your TV, because in case you did not know, we're being brought to you on, brought to you on, brought to you on our radio. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> well, tonight we are featuring someone for everyone, you might say. For the kiddies, we have a special uh, horror movie. <laughs> Plus a panel of experts discussing where is the circus going. <laughs> Before we meet our circus panel, however, your friend and mine, Billy May, will get us off to a flying start with an unusual rendition of Cocktails for Two. Take it, Billy. Where's the rest of it, Billy? That, that was only the verse. That was only the verse of the song. Well, everybody knows the chorus of this turkey. <laughs> Come on, will you please play the chorus? No, man. Look, I'm not knocking the way you played the verse, you understand, but aren't you really going to play the chorus for us? No, man. Just worse than waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> Before we have our uh, circus panel, we'd like to get some questions to ask our experts from some of the people in the audience. And uh, let me just get down here in the audience. Here is a lady. What is your name, madam? Mrs. George Heininger. <laughs> uh, may I ask you a question? Certainly. What do I get? <laughs> get? Art Linkletter gives prizes. <laughs> so where's my refrigerator? <laughs> We're not giving prizes. We just want you to suggest some questions. For answering that, I don't get nothing. Well, uh... Plastic bowl I could give. 
All right, now look, look. They give you that with ten gallons of gas and Mark C. Bloom. <laughs> yes, I know. Plus green stamps. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right. Just a minute here. Here's your plastic bowl. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> now, uh, what do you think can improve the circus? Well, I like the circus just the way it is. <laughs> mm. And thank you for your stimulating question. Now, here's a man over here. Uh, sir, do you mind if I ask you a question? No, I guess that'd be all right. You're Steve Allen, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, Stan Freeberg. Oh, yeah, I've heard of you. I don't know where, but I've heard of you. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> now, we'd like to get a question from you about uh, how to improve circus attendance. Well, Steve, uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, I ate too much popcorn. You know, I got sick. Mm. I haven't been back since. And what is your suggestion? Give Tums with the popcorn. <laughs> Jim Dandy's suggestion. And thank you very much, sir. You're welcome, Steve. <laughs> with profound questions like those, uh... I'm certain, confidentially, we'd have a hung jury. A panel. <laughs> we'll just forego the discussion group for tonight. Maybe some other time. Stan? Well, Peggy Taylor! Stan, a, uh, a little while ago, you called the Brooklyn Dodgers bums. Are they really bums? No, no, look, they're not really bums, Peggy. Yeah, that's just what they call them. A real bum is someone who travels around all the time and has no place to go. Well? <laughs> yeah. Well, while I'm thinking of an answer for that, why don't you sing? You know, I'd like that. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, here now is our own Peggy Taylor singing one of the greatest ballads to come out of the 30s. And the angels sing. Sing, angel. Start. We 
Thank you very much, Peggy. Well, in recent months, a brave new type of motion picture has been sweeping the country's screens. A hybrid of the horror picture and the epic of adolescence. Such memorable titles as I Was a Teenage Werewolf <laughs> have proved a real shot in the exhibitor's arm. However, just as Newsweek announced that shock around the clock was catching on, <laughs> Daily, Daily Variety reports that movie theaters again have a pain in the box office. May we suggest as a remedy a new kind of story, a sort of cinema composite. Twentieth Century Freebird presents Gray Flannel Hat Full of Teenage Werewolves. <laughs> yes, I look like a normal werewolf. Happy, respectable, pointy toothed. Accepted by the werewolf community. But little do they know of that nameless terror with which I live. That unspeakable thing that turns me when the sun is full into an advertising man! <laughs> How did it start? I do not know. I only remember that one night I returned to my home under a certain bridge in Westchester County, New York. I had spent a normal night werewolfing around Scarsdale <laughs> and was just getting in when my father woke up. Hey, is that you, Lobo? <laughs> Yes, Pop. What do you mean, getting in at this hour? It's only 4.30 a.m. A good, decent werewolf is supposed to be out till at least 5.30. Oh, Pop. When I was at your age, I was out till sun up every morning. Well, no matter. Did you do some good werewolfing tonight? Yeah, but, but I get tired of running around showing my fangs and biting people. <laughs> Give me a curfew, Pop. Make me get in by 4.30. Listen, don't you never want to amount to nothing? This is America, where any kid can grow up to be Dracula. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't want to be a werewolf for a living. Son, bite your tongue. I what don't want to be a werewolf. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> You've broken the werewolf oath. It's lucky your mother ain't awake to hear you say that. Break her heart. Now go to sleep before I give you the back of my claw again. Karloff knows what'll happen to you now. <laughs> but I didn't go to sleep. I lay there thinking how long I do not know. Suddenly, as the sun began to come up, I felt as though a strange transfiguration were taking place. My fangs became short and blunt. My head became crew-cut. <laughs> the hair on my body slowly turned into gray flannel. My head filled with senseless metaphor. 
And suddenly I knew that I was turning into an advertising man! Let's roll it all up into one big ball of wax, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Miss Hotchkiss, give me the presentation on the Emerson account. Mm. Wake up! Wake up, Paul! Lobo's out of his head! What? Ball of He's wax. saying weird things in his sleep. Like what? Well, it sounded like he said, Miss Hotchkiss, bring me the Emerson account. <laughs> He's sick! He must have been a vegetarian. <laughs> Look at him there. He's got a man's suit on. Ball of wax. He's running toward the tracks. Where's he going? Don't worry, none more. He's probably just gone back out to bite a couple commuters. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good boy, Lobo! As I ran out from under the bridge... I saw a train approaching, bound for New York. As it came abreast of me, I leapt onto it through the open door. Ah, uh, come on, Johnson. Let's uh, walk on back to the club car and get some coffee. Oh, check. What? Oh, look, there's a guy sort of crouching in the vestibule. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing down on all fours, old man? Uh, well, let's roll it all up into one big ball of wax, gentlemen. Oh, uh, how's that? Hey, look here, Johnson's my name. Are you from Scarsdale? I don't believe I saw you at the station. Why, uh... <clears throat> Borgity's my name. You mind if I ask what business you're in? <clears throat> Miss Hotchkiss, bring me the Emerson account. Ah, work for an advertising agency, huh? That's ah, a small world, so do we. <clears throat> yeah, let's send up the flag and see if anybody salutes. He must work for our agency. Funny, though. Never seen him around the office. Yeah. Hey, fellas, are we going to stand in this vestibule all day? Let's get some coffee, gentlemen. <laughs> I went on in with Johnson and Fogarty to their agency on Madison Avenue. A place called Batten, Barton, Rubicum, and Thompson. <laughs> Naturally, I started out as a copywriter and worked my way up. I learned new things to say. Like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, boys. Let's mother hand the idea. And I like it, but... <laughs> With my gray flannel suit, I worked my way up the ladder until I was vice president. I had taken the name of Brysacker. And no one suspected me. I continued being werewolf by night, ad man by day, because when the sun came up, I could not control this gray flannel thing that came over me. <laughs> and then, of course, there was the business of Miss Wilway. <clears throat> Would you uh, come in a moment, Miss Wilway, and bring me the food folder? Yes. Now, um, Fogarty, I, uh, <laughs> I hope you don't feel badly because I've been made vice president and you haven't. Oh, no, no, no. That's the way the cookie crumbles, Brysack. <laughs> My day is coming. What do you mean by that, Fogarty? <laughs> Nothing. 
<laughs> Here's the presentation on the food account, Mr. Brysacker. The food account, yeah. <clears throat> yes, thank you, Miss Wilway. Uh, by the by, Miss Wilway, uh, <laughs> how's about uh, lunch with me today? Mm, gee, Mr. Brysacker, I'd love it. But uh, wouldn't you rather make it for dinner? Well, yeah. Uh, no, I, uh, <clears throat> that is... Uh, yeah, why not for dinner? Where, where do you go at night, anyhow? None of us ever see you after you get off at the bridge outside Scarsdale. What's wrong with that? What are you implying? You think it's unusual that I got off at the bridge? No. No, I, I think it's unusual, only because the train doesn't even slow down at the bridge. <laughs> yes, well, <clears throat> shall we say lunch then, Miss Wilway? I'd love it. Now, you watch out for him, Lucretia. <laughs> I hear he's a regular wolf. What do you mean by that? Well, look, th- th- there's no need to snap at me, Brysacker. <whistles> Gee, look at his eyes, boy. Oh, Mr. Brysacker, you're so cute when you're mad. <laughs> yeah, well, don't just stand there. Wipe off his chin. <laughs> All right, come on, Fogarty. They're waiting for us in there in a meeting. I'll expect you to back me up. Sure. Right against the wall. Ah, uh, gentlemen. Good morning, J.B. Morning, G.G., H.L., P.Q., B.B., D.O. <laughs> well, now, let's hear your suggestions on the food account, Bryce Echo. <clears throat> yes. Well, I mother hen this idea for some time, and I think it's about ready to hatch. Well, let's run up the flag and see if anybody salutes, huh? <laughs> You'll give me a chance, Fogarty. I'll get on with my presentation. Yes. Uh... Here are the new uh, food radio commercials, gentlemen. Hot off, off, off the press. <laughs> uh, put it on the machine there, Fogarty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you scratched my commercial! <laughs> now, now, easy there, Bryce Sacker. There's no need to bite Fogarty's head off. I'd like that. <laughs> yes, but we're all playing on the same side of the net. If we just rally together, perhaps we can ace one over. Brysacker's just a little distraught, G.H. I happen to know that he's been working nights on this. <clears throat> nights? Well, now, come on, come on now. Play the record, Fogarty, and we'll see how the ball bounces. <laughs> Any time is the time for food, 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 food. Just put it in your mouth. Chew it up with your teeth. And swallow it. You can bet your bottom dollar you'll say... Food is good. <laughs> uh, here's a man right here. Uh, pardon me, sir. I understand you've eaten food. Yeah, I have. Uh, would you describe the sensation for us? Yeah, well, before I ate it, my stomach was growling something fierce. And I had a, I had a kind of pain in it. And uh, what would you call the pain? Well, sort of uh, hunger. <laughs> yes, hunger. A copyrighted name for Food Incorporated. And what happened to the pain after you ate some food? It went away. (laughs) Yes, leading specialists agree that food is the number one cure for hunger. Put food in your tummy, tum, 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 tummy, tum, 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 tummy, tum, tum. If you haven't any teeth, papa, papa, me, me. You can come it with your gummy gum gum. You can come it with your gummy gum gum. Eat food. 
Is that it, Bryce Ackham? Yes, it is, G.H. What do you think of it? Well, I like it, but it doesn't have enough... um... It hasn't got enough... uh... Well, I couldn't agree with you more, G.H. No, sir. (laughs) I I like it. I like it very much. Bryce Ackham's done a wonderful job here. When I move that we give it the deep six and move on to something that really needs brainstorming, something important that needs a lot of sculling, But what about my commercial? Now, don't interrupt Fogarty when he's got something in the hopper. Bend the tree a little more, Fogarty, and maybe some of the branches will fall into place. (laughs) All right. Okay. I, uh... I blue-skied this quite a bit, and... I move that we find a summer replacement for Rin Tin Tin. Agreed, agreed, agreed. After Fogarty pulled that one, I could scarcely control myself. I could see them all staring at the white froth about my mouth. (laughs) To ward off any suspicion, I whipped out a razor and shaved. (laughs) As time went on, Miss Wilway and I fell hopelessly in love. But I dared not reveal my true identity. She might feel picky about being engaged to a werewolf. (laughs) How was I to know if I could trust myself with her at night? Under a harvest moon, would I hold her hand or eat it? (laughs) Then again, how could I take her home to father? I knew she was safe with mother. <laughs> Whose bite hasn't been too effective ever since that night in the fog at Chappaqua when she mistakenly bit a bronze statue of Horace Greeley and lost all her teeth. <laughs> but fate had a trick up her sleeve. One day at the office. You rang for me, Mr. Brosacker. <laughs> Lucretia, my darling. We're alone at last. Oh, Lucretia. How long must we go on like this? I could go on loving you forever, Al. But when am I going to meet your parents? I wish they'd have me for dinner sometime. (laughs) (laughs) You... You don't know what you're saying, Lucretia. Hello? What's that? It's getting dark. And the sun is going down. Well, quickly, what time is it? It's high noon. High noon, great Scott. It must be an eclipse. I, I, I've got to get out of here. Oh, stick around, Ralph. It's so dark, I... <laughs> Lucretia, now the truth is out. You see me as I really am. A werewolf. Ralph, what a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Lucretia, you mean... Yes, Ralph. When the sun goes down, I do am a werewolf. (laughs) I noticed your nylons were getting a little furry there. (laughs) Sing, Ralph. When I hold your sweet... 
sweet hairy hand tight in mine, clammy, <laughs> but it's fine. I long for a darling damp face such as thine, as clammy, clammy, clammy as mine. Say, Bryce how about this eclipse? <laughs> how about it, Fogarty? Hey, that's the kind of animal we need to replace Rin Tin Tin. Just like those, you know, wolf suits you guys got on. <laughs> Not guys, Fogarty. Lucretia. Yeah, what a riot you guys are in those costumes. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, Cut it out, Bryce Sager. That's a little too realistic. Uh, you too, Lucretia. I mean, fun's fun, but keep yeah. back. Uh, let's send up the flag into one ball of wax. <laughs> Let's mother hand the blue sky off the top of my head. <laughs> the top of your head is right, Fogarty. Hey! Ah! <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? How love always triumphs in the end, Lucretia. <laughs> I've got you. And I've got you. And, and we've, we've both got... got Well, so much for our bedtime story. <laughs> oh, by the way, those of you who several weeks ago sent us those many card and letter... Uh, <laughs> uh, say, uh, <laughs> to say nothing of countless phone call... <laughs> ...congratulating us on our takeoff on a certain well-known accordion-playing band leader... I uh, may be interested to know that it is now a capital record which came out this week under the title Wanna Fall, I Wanna Fall. <laughs> I, uh, I hope you find it in your pocketbook to buy it. If only to skim it across Lake Michigan. Well, comes now, comes now a rather unhappy announcement. Two weeks from tonight, you will hear the final broadcast of the Stan Freeberg Show. While we are all rather saddened by this turn of events... We've had a lot of fun this past season, and we want to do for you on our final show the things you have enjoyed the most. So we'll be looking forward to receiving your letters as soon as possible, telling us what you would like to hear us do two weeks from tonight. Until next week, this is Stan Freeberg saying thanks for listening, God bless you, and good night. Show is produced in Hollywood by Pete Barnum and is written by Stan Freeberg and Pete Barnum. 
featuring the music of Billy May, Judd Conlon's with the Mayors, and the songs of Mickey Taylor, with Garth Butler, Peter Leeds, and June Beret. But so From 66 years ago, October 6, 1957, the Stan Freeberg Show. When we continue in a moment, Jack Benny, here on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hope you'll visit our webpage, ClassicRadio.stream, to help us support the program. You'll find information on Classic Radio Collecting. You will also find our social media links there. And you can also buy me a copy. That Buy Me a Copy money helps us acquire additional Classic Radio collections and helps us keep this podcast running. That's at ClassicRadio.stream. Now we go back 77 years to October 6, 1946, and the Jack Benny Program. The Jack Benny Program, presented by Lucky Strike. Quality of product is essential to continuing success. At 58, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, so round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. LSMFT, LSMFT. L-S-M-F-T. Right you are. Yes, sir. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, and fine tobacco means real deep-down smoking enjoyment for you. Yes, it takes fine tobacco to make a fine cigarette. And year after year, at market after market, the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy that fine, that light, that naturally mild tobacco. Fine, light, naturally mild tobacco. Yes, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And fine tobacco means real deep-down smoking enjoyment for you. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. The Lucky Strike program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. gentlemen, last Sunday, Jack Benny started his 15th year in radio. All week long, he's been receiving letters and telegrams of congratulation, and his friends in Hollywood have been constantly calling him. So now let's go out to Jack's home in Beverly Hills, where we find him talking on the phone. Well, I... Well, I... Oh, it wasn't that good. Uh, what? Oh, Ingrid. You're so kind And coming from you it's a, it's a great compliment You know, Ingrid Praise is the lifeblood of an actor So, uh Thanks for the transfusion <laughs> Well, thanks so much for calling It was so sweet of you uh, By the way, Ingrid 
I hope I'm not being too presumptuous, but uh, may I... Uh, may I take you to lunch Thursday? I may? Oh, no, no, Ingrid, I won't forget. Goodbye. Oh, Rochester. Yes, boss? Uh, mark this down. Lunch Thursday with Ingrid Krausmeyer. <laughs> At uh, one o'clock. Is that Krausmeyer, boss? Yeah, she works at Republic. She's in charge of the saddles. <laughs> well, I certainly feel happy getting all these telephones. Oh, there it goes again. Oh, well, that's the price of fame. Hello? Yes, this is Mr. Benny. Well, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Another one of my fans. You know, Rochester, I appreciate people calling me up and telling me how good I was, but it can get a little annoying. You didn't have that trouble with the horn blows at midnight. <laughs> you can kid all you want to, Rochester, but that picture will go down in history. It sure will. That's the first thing Gromico ever walked out on. <laughs> well, Gromico walked out on that picture because he doesn't understand English. His interpreter was leading him. <laughs> All right, all right. And Molotov was right behind him. Right. <laughs> That's enough. I'm going into the library. Oh, darn it. Sometimes I wonder if it's worth all this. <laughs> Hello? Yes, this is Mr. Benny. What? I mailed that yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, you can't disconnect it while I'm talking on it. What? You're up on the pole now? <laughs> well, put away those snippers and get down from there. I told you I mailed it. Mm, how do you like that? Rochester, do you know there was a man up on the telephone pole? You mean Sam? Oh, you know him? Sure, he goes up there first of every month. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Rochester, what time is it? It's about a quarter to 11. Good, the World Series will be on pretty soon. I want to hear it. I'll listen to it in the... Oh, there goes that phone again. You answer it, Rochester. Tell him I'm not at home. Yes, sir. Hello? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but Mr. Benny's not at home. Who? Thank you. I'll tell him you called. Who was it, Rochester? It was Ingrid Bergman this time. What? Give me that phone. Hello? 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 Not you and get down off that pole. Hello? Hello? Rochester, why didn't you call me? You told me to say you were out. Just wait till you get a call. But, boss, okay. you told me to say you... Never mind what I told you. You should know if I'll talk to Krausmeyer, I'll talk to Bergman. <laughs> I'm going into the other room and listen to the World Series. Okay. And, Rochester, early this morning, I put in a long-distance call to New York, so plug the phone in the library. Yes. Gee, I wonder if St. Louis will win the... Well, I'll know pretty soon. I'll answer it, Rochester. Take back your rumba, aye, your samba, aye, your conga, aye, aye, aye. Hello, Jack. Well, hello, Mary. Come on in. You're just in time. I'm going to listen to the World Series. The World Series? Who's playing? Boston against Ingrid Bergman. I mean, Boston and St. Louis. <laughs> Come on in the library. Say, Jack, did you read the wonderful things the critics said about your opening program? Well, no, Mary. After all, I've been on the air for 15 years, and I feel that when I have a show to do, I just go out and do the best I can, and I... Don't concern myself with what the critics say. Then why have they got the reviews pasted on your glasses? <laughs> Those are the lineups for today's game. I want to have them handy. Well, the game ought to be on pretty soon. Oh, Jack, before I forget it, I got a letter from Mama yesterday. Your mother? Well, 
What did the truculent turtle of Plainfield have to say? She mentioned your first broadcast and she liked it very much. She did? Your mother? That sweet little gray-haired old lady who fractured your father's skull <laughs> like my father? Yeah, and she even took the bandages off so Papa could hear it. Well, well, that was nice. And Jack. Yeah. <laughs> what is it, Mary? Oh, Mama was so cute. She said she was preparing dinner when she listened to the radio, and while your program was on, she peeled four pounds of onions. Oh, fine. Listening to me and peeling onions. <laughs> Mama said she was laughing on the inside and crying on the outside. <laughs> Hey, that's pretty good But you know, Mary If your mother thought Last week's show was something Wait till she hears the one We got for this week But Jack, how do you get your scripts If your writers are still Stranded on the gambling ship? I sit on the beach And they wigwag them to me <laughs> The scripts are over there On the table, Mary You better take a look at them Okay Just brush the sand off Let's see, I, uh... I wonder what station the World Series will be on It should be around Oh, for heaven's sake, Jack I'm not gonna do this gag here Where? Right here on page three It's too corny Mary, that's a topical joke And we have to do that kind of stuff I don't care if it is topical I'm not gonna say that you have to go out with a girl in Brooklyn Because you can't dodge her <laughs> Dodger, don't you get it, Mary? That, the Brooklyn Dodgers, that's a baseball joke Well, I'm not gonna do it all right, all right. If you don't want the gag, I'll give it to Dennis. He'll be very happy with it. Dennis is happy if he looks in a mirror and he's there. <laughs> Look, Mary, I don't want to discuss it now. The game will be on pretty soon. I want to listen to it. Okay. Say, wait a minute, Jack. What's that black crepe on your radio for? Fred Allen comes back on the air today. <laughs> he does? What time? We light the candles at 5.30. <laughs> well, we still got a few minutes before the game. Let's get some music anyway. and get the ball game. I wonder who's going to pitch for St. Louis. Look on your glasses and see. Oh, yes. Well, they have Paulette's schedule, but then you never can tell. Oh, there goes the phone again. Mary, it's been like this all week long. Congratulations, compliments. I've never seen anything like it. Hello? Yes, this is Mr. Betty. Well, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Goodbye. Who was it? <laughs> 
There'll be a two-hour delay on my call to New York. Well, don't let it go to your head. They say that to everybody. Yes, but the way she said it, I knew she liked my program. Oh, Rochester, uh, do me a favor, will you, please? Yes, boss. Uh, Pick up these scripts and put them in my briefcase. I don't want to forget them when I go to the studio. Yes, sir, I'll put them right next to your Christmas card samples. Good, good. (laughs) Say, Jack, uh, when I was looking through the script before, I didn't see a commercial. I know, Mary, and I don't know what to do about it. Don Wilson got me to hire that lousy quartet and put them under contract for eight weeks at $500 a week. For $500, all they did was, hmm. Imagine four big jerks going, hmm. And one bigger jerk paying them. Why don't you break their contract? I don't know how. Well, how did Warner Brothers do it to you? (laughs) They didn't break my contract. They just burned down my dressing room. I'll never forget the look on Jack Warner's face when he found out I wasn't in it at the time. (laughs) And when do you think they... Oh, there's the phone again. Hello? Yes? Well, thank you. Thanks very much. And you also like me on Dennis Day's program? Well, that's awfully sweet. Goodbye. Who is that? Dennis. <laughs> coming over here pretty soon. Well, it's almost time for the World Series. I might as well try and... Hey, Jack, look out the window. Here comes Don Wilson with that quartet. Oh, yes. I wonder what they want now. Come in! Hello, Jack. Hello, Mary. Hello, Hello Don. Don. Say, Jack, look who I brought with me. I know, I know. Hello, fellas. Mm. <laughs> That's what I mean. Don, I'm glad you brought the quartet over. I want to talk to you about them. What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm not going to keep paying $500 a week just to hear them go, hmm, during a commercial. Well, Jack, at the end of our show last week, when you kicked me in the stomach, I suspected you weren't quite satisfied. <laughs> you bet I wasn't satisfied. I'm not going to pay $500 for a quartet for one note. And another... No, Jack, Jack, calm down. Calm down. I've got it all fixed up now. That's why I brought the boys over. Now, here's the way we're going to do our commercial today. Look, Dan, I don't want these Just fellas... listen to this, Jack. Listen to it. I'm sure you'll like yes, it. Yes, Jack, give him a chance. All right, all right. Now, here's the way we'll do it. Get set, boys. Here we go. L.S. M.F.T. L.S. M.F.T. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. Yes, lucky strike means fine tobacco. L.S. L.S. M.F.T. La 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 la. L.S. L.S. M.F.T. La 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 la. Go round. Down. That's not what I want. Go free and easy on the draw. That's not what I want. L.S.M.F.T. La 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 la. Hee hee hee. Hee hee hee. that light, that naturally mild tobacco. Down. So for real deep down smoking enjoyment, it's L.S.L.S.M.F.T. La 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 la. Hee hee hee. La 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 la. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! For heaven's sake! I mean, what kind of a commercial do you call that? I mean, what's the matter with you guys? Ha <laughs> ha
Don, listen to me, will you please? Will you please listen to me? Yes, sir. Just once. Look, Don, can't you understand that isn't what I want? That's corny. $500. Well, I can get a better singers out of Ellis Island. What island? Ellis. Ellis, Ellis. 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 Now, <laughs> And Mary, you didn't have to trick me into that. <laughs> now, listen to me, Wilson. This is all your idea, not mine. And if you think for one minute that I'm going to... Hello? <laughs> yes? Thank you. Thanks very much. It was so nice of you to tell me. Goodbye. Now, Wilson, if you think for one minute that I'm going... Who is that, Jack? It's only an hour delay now. Don, if you think for one minute that I'm going to be stuck with this quartet, you're crazy. And to show you I mean what I say, I know how to break their contract. Jack, put down those matches. <laughs> I can't help it, I'm mad. Oh, boss, if you want to hear the World Series, it'll be on pretty soon. Okay. Thanks, Rochester. The World Series... Jack, do you mind if we stay and listen? I guess not, Don. Now, let's see. I think the game comes over station... Hello? That's the door buzzer. Oh. <laughs> Come in. Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello, everybody. Look, Jack, Dennis brought his father with him. Hmm. Imagine him coming here in his old greasy overalls. <laughs> How do you do, Mr. Day? That's my mother. She just came from work. <laughs> oh. How do you do, Mrs. Day? How do you do? <laughs> now, remember, Mother, you promised you wouldn't hit him. <laughs> hit me? Yeah, there's something about you that brings out the beast in her. Now, Mrs. Day, I don't know what you have in mind, but I'd like to talk to you some other time. Right now, I want to listen you to... You the... listen to me first. All right, and put down that wrench. <laughs> now, what is it? Well, Mr. Benny, now that my Dennis is a star on his own show, you must uphold his dignity by giving him more lines, more songs, his own dressing room. And at all times, he must be treated with the utmost respect. Yeah, utmost. <laughs> now, look, Mrs. Day. Now, you listen to me. You can run Dennis's life if you want to, but you're not going to run mine. Gee, Mr. Benny, my father wouldn't dare talk to her like that. Your father. But a weakling he must be. Where'd your mother ever get him, anyway? Eastern Columbia, Broadway at night. <laughs> See, they have everything. <laughs> now, Mrs. Day, look, I don't want to talk any more about it, and that's settled. All right, if that's the way you feel about it, come on, Dennis, we'll go home. Dennis stays right here. I want to hear the song he's going to do on my program. Very well, but I'm leaving. I'll wait for you outside, Dennis. Goodbye! <laughs> hmm. Gee, she's a character, isn't she? I'll say she is. Now, go ahead, Dennis. I want to hear the song you're going to do. Okay. I have trouble with everybody. Coming back like a song A song that keeps saying Remember A sweet used to be That was one 
Very good, Dennis. Uh, by the way, uh, you just recorded that number, didn't you? Yes, sir. Well, well, it's swell. Now, we're going to listen to the World Series, kid. You want to stay? No, I better run along. The character is waiting for me. <laughs> okay, okay. So long, kid. Come on, Jack. The game must be starting about now. All right. I'll turn it on. Now, let's see. And now a message from our sponsor, the Happy Home Sweet Home Real Estate Company. Friends, <laughs> do you have a roof over your head, or have you been roughing it in the La Brea tar pit? <laughs> Don't pay the exorbitant prices for houses that are being asked today by our competitors. Don't go out blindly and be hooked by just anyone. Come to us. <laughs> Remember, we are your friends. Jack. Wait a minute, I want to hear this. Listen to this week's special offer. For only $67,000, you can get a beautiful California Monterey-style Quonset hut. <laughs> Gee, they've gone down. Jack, get the ball game. Okay. John, don't leave me. I beg you. I implore you. Please, John, I love you. I love you. See, this sounds interesting. John, if you no longer care for me, think of the children. Think of William, Linda, Milton, Jeanette, Percy, Ellen, Hilda, Stephen, Ken, Peggy, Harriet, Margaret, Richard, Dorothy, and little four-year-old Herbert, our eldest. <laughs> Herbert is only four years old? Jack, the ball game. Oh, I thought she was giving the lineups. <laughs> she looked at my hand and told me my lover was always chaloon. Why can't I get it? Think of it, ladies and gentlemen. A California Monterey-style Quonset hut for only... I wish I knew what station that ball game is on. I don't know why I can't. No. No, John, don't leave me. All day long I do the housework. Not to mention the mending for William, Linda, Milton, Jeanette, Percy, Ellen, Hilda, She Steve. thinks I'm going to wait for Herbert. She's crazy. <laughs> I must 
time the ball game. seem to get it. Hiya, Jackson. Hello, everybody. Hey, hello, hello, Phil. Phil, yeah. sit down a minute, will you? I'm trying to get the ball game. Hey, Phil, you haven't forgotten our, about our bet, have you? Of course not. Uh, how much did you bet, Jack? Well, it wasn't money. You see, Phil has St. Louis, I have Boston, and the winner gets to kiss Betty Grable. Uh, what about the loser? He holds Harry James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if Jack wins, who's going to hold Betty Grable? Don't be funny. Sit down, Phil. Maybe I can get the game now. No, I'm sorry, Jackson, but I can't stay. You see, I just dropped in to invite you to a little stag party we're giving for Frankie, my guitar player. He's getting married. Frankie's getting married? Sure. <laughs> well, who's he marrying, Phil? Well, that little girl who plays the harp in my band. Gee, imagine Frankie getting married. I didn't even know they were serious. I know he went out with her once. Well, that's what did it. When he brought her home, her father was standing on the front porch with a clarinet, and Frank thought it was a shotgun. <laughs> Well, that's a logical mistake. Uh, don't rush off, Phil. Sit down and listen to the game. Sorry, right, Jackson, I gotta run along. I'll see you at the party. Okay, but I'll, uh, I'll get there a little late. I'm on Charlie McCarthy's program today. Okay, so long, everybody. Oh, Goodbye, Phil. Phil. So long, Phil. Give my regards to Alice. Alice, 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 Alice and Miss Keith. Get one, Alice, 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 Alice. <laughs> Now be quiet and we'll hear the game. If you buy one of our lovely homes for $67,000, you'll have room for the whole family, including William, Linda, Milton, Jeanette, Percy, Ellis, Hilda, Stephen. Oh, John. John, what's come over you? You've changed so. You were never like this until we moved into this California Monterey-style concert hut. There's something wrong with this radio. Hey, what's that? Here we are in the third inning of this very crucial first World Series game. That's it. That's it. I've got it. A hush falls over the crowd. The count is two and three, and here comes the pitch. It's a long drive out to left field. Williams is going back. He can't get it. It's a hit, and Greenberg's on third. <laughs> Greenberg? That was last year's game. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Greenberg's on third. The bases are now loaded. And coming up to that is the gypsy. <laughs> the gypsy? In a queen house, and a Oh, this is all mixed up. I believe I'll read about it in the paper. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to say a few words about the USO fundraising drive for 1947. The war is not yet over for 200,000 veterans still in our hospitals. To say nothing of the men sweating out their discharges, the troops overseas, the teenage soldiers away from home for the first time. The USO has served them well, 
and, as, and it uh, has been a big responsibility, and it will be ahead for next year. Let's continue to support our veterans by giving generously to the USO through your community chest or your local USA, uh, USO campaign. Thank you. Jack, we'll be back in just a moment, but first, here is my good friend, F.E. Boone. At 58, American. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And in a cigarette, it's the tobacco that counts. Independent tobacco experts, auctioneers, buyers, and warehousemen really know tobacco. For example, Mr. Herbert T. Highsmith, independent tobacco buyer of Robertsonville, North Carolina, has bought and sold tobacco for 15 years. He said, Season after season, I've seen the makers of Lucky Strike buy quality tobacco. Fine tobacco with real flavor, smooth, ripe, and mild. So for myself, I picked Lucky's. I've smoked them for 15 years. Quote, season after season, I've seen the makers of Lucky Strike buy quality tobacco. Unquote. Yes, year after year, independent tobacco experts like Mr. Highsmith can see the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy that fine, that light, that naturally mild tobacco. Fine, light, naturally mild tobacco. Yes, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. L-S-M-F-T, L-S-M-F-T, L-S-M-F-T. Yes, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. The famous tobacco auctioneers are on tonight's programmer, Mr. F.E. Boone of Lexington, Kentucky. At 60, out of it, at 60, American. And Mr. L.A. Speed Riggs of Goldsboro, North Carolina. Basil Risedale speaking for Lucky Strike, the cigarette that means fine tobacco. Hello? Oh, my New York call? Yes, yes, I'm ready. Hello? Hello? Yes, this is Jack Benny. Well, what about my offer? No, 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. $50 is all I... All right, $60. Okay, it's a deal. Goodbye. Jack, who is that? I just bought the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Don't know if it offered that much for the Oakland A's. October 6, 1946, 77 years ago, Jack Benny here on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Let's check in in Pine Ridge, Arkansas, see what's going on with Lum and Abner. This episode goes back to October 6, 1941, 82 years ago. The makers of Alka-Seltzer bring you Lum and Abner.
and peaceful down in Pine Ridge this morning. But how are things out your way? Well, my guess is there wasn't much peace and quiet in your home this morning if Mother woke up with a headache or if Dad was feeling the effects that so often follow too much celebrating with friends. Yes, it's not much fun to start the day off feeling on the bum. Besides, you can do your best work. Well, why let these common ailments keep you from feeling and doing your best when Alka-Seltzer offers you such remarkably fast relief? Well, say, just a taste Alka-Seltzer is enough to make you feel better. And the actual relief it offers for headaches, for acid indigestion, and morning after misery, well, that's the thing that's made Alka-Seltzer an ever-present household remedy in countless thousands of homes the country over. And that's why your home should never be without a package of these modern effervescent tablets. Now, if you have an Alka-Seltzer handy, be sure to get a package from your druggist today. You can never tell when you'll need the remarkable relief that Alka-Seltzer offers. And now, let's see what's going on down in Pine Ridge. Well, Lum and Abner have given up the modern method of salesmanship in running their store and have settled back once again into the checker-playing point of view. To make their decision final, Lum went into the county seat this morning to return the book, Magic Salesmanship, and to get his money back. As we look in on the little community now, we find Abner in the Jotham Down store. Uh, Lum has just returned. Listen. Did you get the $2 back, Lum? No, they won't take books back in there. What, did you tell him it never worked? Yeah, but he says they never guaranteed to, to increase our business now. Well, the book claimed it would increase your business 72 percent. I know, I know. I told him we tried it for a week. Instead of helping our business, it run all of our customers off. They're all trading over at Dick Huddleston's store now. Well, Lum, why don't we sell the book to Dick then? Maybe he'll start trying them modern salesmanship methods and run the customers all back over here. <laughs> I wouldn't give this thing to my worst enemy. Oh. Magic salesmanship. Only thing magic about this is it makes your customers disappear. Well, now, don't leave it laying around here, Lom. You might forget yourself and start reading it sometime. I ain't going to leave it no place. I'm going to burn the thing up before somebody else makes the mistake of reading it, too. Yeah, yeah, well, just hand it here. I'll burn it up right now. Well, don't start no fire in that stove today, yet. Oh, there's just a bunch of papers in here. I've been accumulating all summer. Need to burn them anyway. Yeah, you get it so hot in here, we can't stay in the store. Well, I want to get rid of this thing. I know good and well if that thing's laying around here, you'll be glancing through it and trying out them crazy ideas. Dogged with all that paper in there, she'll burn now. <laughs> that's a good shudden. Well, that's just the same as burning up two dollars there. Well, it's worth it to get shut of it. Our business was just going down something wonderful. Them new methods just won't work here in Pine Ridge long. Well, I wouldn't go so first to say that. Whilst I don't like the ideas in that book, there's other modern things we could use around here. For instance, what do you think about an ad machine? A what? Adding machine. What's that? It's a machine that adds stuff up for you. Somebody come in and want a long list of groceries and stuff, you can run it up on that machine and give you the right answer. It calls it out? No, it prints it sort of like a typewriter. Well, how do you know it gives the right answer? You can add it up yourself and see that it's right. 
Well, what's the use in having a machine if you've got to add things up, too? Well, you don't have to add them up yourself. Well, how can you tell when it's right, then? It's always right. It, it never makes a mistake. Well, I know I wouldn't want it, then. If there's anything I hate and despise, it's somebody that's always right, never makes a mistake. Thinks there's such dad blame perfect. Is that all it does, just add up stuff? Yeah, some of them. Some of them add and subtract and multiply and everything else. Some of them smarter than others, huh? Got a better head on them for figures. Well, they're made different. The kind I'm talking about we could use here in the store to add up grocery bills with just adds. Well, how would it know the prices of a different stuff in here? Oh, you, you have to run it. Somebody come in here and want a dollar's worth of sugar, you push the dollar key on the machine and pull the handle, and then they want a dollar's worth of beans, so you push the dollar key again and pull the handle, and then press the key that says total and pull the handle, and a little slip of paper comes out and says two dollars. Well, I can do that. One dollar and one dollar is two dollars, and you don't have to pull no handle. Well, that's just an example, Abner. This thing will add up a whole list of figures just as fast as you can set them down. It's the dead blamedest thing you ever seen. Just wait till it gets out here. Gets out here? Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Huh? While I was in at the bookstore trying to get them to take that book back, the feller that waited on me got to showing me how that ad machine worked, and I don't know, one thing led to another, and first thing I know, well... Anyway, it'll be out in the morning. Coming out by itself? No, the mailman's bringing it. How could it come by itself? Well, if it's as smart as you say it is, it ought to be able to find its way to Pine Ridge. It ain't smart, Abner. It's just good at figures. Well, tell it to get on Highway 88 and come 22 miles and it's in Pine Ridge. Them's figures. Well, the uh, adding machine can't walk. It's sort of like a typewriter. It just sits there on the desk. Well, I do know. I'm sort of anxious to meet him, or see him, or see it. Well, how it does it, I don't know, but I believe it'll be worth the money to us here in the store. Cut out a lot of mistakes. No telling how much money we've lost by adding stuff up wrong. Well, but I don't think we need nothing like that, Long. Well, like that feller said this morning, it'll pay for itself in no time. Oh, well, that's different. I thought you meant we was going to have to pay for it. Well, we are. This one's second-handed, but I give him a check for $50. $50? Well, they sell for over $100 brand new. Why, we won't make that many mistakes in 10 years. Well, that's the trouble. There ain't no way of telling how many mistakes we make, unless we got something to check up on us. Of course, we could make more mistakes and pay for it quicker, I reckon. Well, now, just wait till you see it before you start making up your mind about it. Well, I know these customers here in Pine Ridge Lawn. I just don't believe they'll take its word for it. You can't press buttons and pull handles and tell them how much they owe you. They want to see you set it down with a pencil and count your fingers once in a while. You take old Grandpa Masters, for instance. I know. Wait, wait a minute. Here comes Cedric Lehan. Huh? Oh. He ain't been over here since we cut out them modern sales methods, has he? Oh. Thank goodness I don't have to jump up and start waiting on it. No, we're just going to let folks tell us when they want something. I believe they like it better that way. Wait on themselves as they want. That's the thing to do. Yeah, howdy, Cedric. Come on back, Cedric. Howdy, howdy. 
Here's a letter for you, Mr. Lum. Come over there to the post office, and Mr. Dick Huddleston said he thought it might be important, so I brung it over to you. Well, thank you, Cedric. Chicago, Illinois. Grange. Yes, Mom, I noticed that's where he's from, Chicago. I reckon what Chicago's wanting with me. It's a pretty big place, you know. Yes, I know what it is. Are you fellas cold this afternoon? No, I ain't, Cedric. Facts is, I'm hot. If you're cold, why don't you stand over there by the stove, Cedric? No, Mom, no. It's hot in here. Just wondering what you's doing with a fire in the stove on a day like this. Oh, just burning up some trash papers and a book that Lum wanted to get rid of. Hey, Granny's listen to this, Abner. Huh? We have just been informed that you have recently purchased our book, Magic Salesmanship. Well, I'll be dull. I reckon how they found that out clean up her. <laughs> I don't know. Them things sure get around in a hurry, don't they? Yeah. This purchase on your part reveals you to be an alert, intelligent, modern-minded young man, possessing the qualities that make for great success in the business world. Well, now, what do you know about that? That's a compliment coming all the way from Chicago, you know it. Yeah, uh, what else does it say, Long? Yeah, this is nice. Great success in the business world. Therefore, we know that a young man of your ability and ambition will never be satisfied with a mere salesman's job, but will want to advance to sales manager of your company or even to some executive position. I say, I just can't understand how they found out so much about me. <laughs> they sure got me down pat, ain't they? Well, Whitey Madison taking a trip up there to Chicago once long to the World's Fair, he, he might have told them about you. Oh, he went to the Columbia Exposition. I know it. That's a World's Fair. No, well, they'd have forgot everything he told them. They would, huh? Wouldn't have listened no way. Don't make no difference. Let me go on here. This is interesting, you know it? Yeah. In view of this, we are suggesting that you enroll for one of our correspondence courses such as business management, executive training, corporation management. Now, Granny, this might be just what I've been looking for all my life. Well, what do you have to do to take them courses, Long? The tuition fee for each of these courses is $250 for the first six months. Oh. I thought there was a catch to it, reason they being so nice, sir. Wait a minute. However, our vocational guidance director has selected you for a six-month scholarship, entitling you to one free six-month course. Hi, uh, Grannies, I've been selected. Did you hear that? Well, good for you. <laughs> Just like making me a present of $250, <laughs> what it is. Hi, uh, Grannies, I win a contest I never even know I was in. This is my lucky day, you know it. Corporation executive. That's the one I'm going to take. I know that already without looking in your Ain't brother. that fine, Cedric? Long win it. Gosh. I was in a contest once. Had a picture in a magazine, a picture of a tree, a great big tree, and you had to see how many faces or heads you could find in it. I never win the Shetland Pony, but they, they, they let me sell some greeting cards for them. Is that all it says, Long? Huh. Oh, I never finished it, did I? Oh. Trying to figure out what big company I want to join up with. Oh. <laughs> Goes on here. To receive this scholarship, 
All you have to do is fill out and send in the coupon on the last page of the Magic Salesmanship book. Ah. Uh. Well, I'll be dead blamed. I told you not to light that fire. Well, here, wh where are you going, Lon? I'm going into the county seat and buy another one of them books. Rennies, I wish you'd learn to quit setting fire to everything. Well, Lum had better be on guard. We're very much afraid that he'll be taken in again. You know, friends, it'll pay all you folks to be on your guard, too, for these are the days when colds are so common. But if, in spite of your precautions, you do catch cold, then be wise. Take care of yourself. And take Alka-Seltzer at the first sign of cold distress. Start at once to get plenty of rest, eat wisely, dress sensibly, and... Take Alka-Seltzer. Now, Alka-Seltzer can be a big help to you in relieving much of the distress caused by a cold. Note how quickly it can ease your headache and relieve that dull, achy feeling. And you'll like the prompt relief gargling with Alka-Seltzer offers for that sore throat, too. So, try it, won't you? The very next time a cold strikes, if it catches you unprepared, remember that you can get Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore. Yep, Lum and Abner, October 6, 1941. Here on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Visit our webpage, classicradio.stream, and have yourself a great weekend. Remember, the great radio shows are right here with the Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox podcast.